You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. right moto fans i'm not a doctor but i am a physiotherapist and this is episode 42 of the always moto podcast as always i'm your host david hogan a physiotherapist from australia and on the line with us at the start of the show today is the always moto contractor who's still waiting to be paid how you doing benny i'm good how are you dave yeah good mate let's just keep going through this intro here so we're going to have – so welcome to the Always Moto podcast. We are in the depths of the clinic throwing strappy tape anywhere it will stick. As always on the show, we'll be going through all things moto and particularly the injuries in our sport because hashtag injuries are a part of moto and that seemed to be definitely the case at Anaheim 1, eh, Ben? Yes, it sure was. <laughs> it's a bit of a rough and tumble night. <laughs> You're a busy boy this week. Oh, I was. I've, I have been. <laughs> but this week on the show, we'll also be going through those injuries. We're going through the stuff that happened there for Super Motocross at A1. We're talking always Moto Fantasy League, uh, the po- postponement of round two that got everybody a bit uh, upset and funny comments on social media about the round and everybody being pussies, but I don't think it was quite the case. Uh, and some other social media things that uh, we'll talk about later on in the show as well. But bringing us the show today, as always so far here on the Always Moto podcast, it's Polar Australia and their incredible range of activity tracking and heart rate monitors. From their H10 chest strap and their top-of-the-line GPS multi-sport watch, the Polar Grit X Pro that I've got here right on my arm and it tells me that I'm doing absolutely jack-all sitting on my bum currently because that's where I've been after post-surgery these last few weeks. But it will be getting some more use in the, in the very near future here and we'll have a full review of it on the full noise, um, always moto inspections coming here shortly. We also have slant, um, slant Board Guy, the little slant board that could in the gym. Uh, don't forget we have that affiliate deal in place with them. Uh, Slantboard Guy has a 10% discount for Always Moto podcast listeners. So if you want to get your squats on point in the gym and improve your standing technique on the bike with stronger legs, this simple piece of equipment is for you. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout. The link in for purchasing is in the show notes or check out the bio on our Instagram for links to everything that you need to do from our show. Bit of an update on that one too. Um, just for the last few weeks here of January, 
they're offering 15% discount on that same code. So if you want one, now's the time to get one. As always, we still need some support. Uh, we've got some T-shirt merch to get moving through here. Uh, you can buy one of our Always Moto T-shirts for $25 plus posting and handling, and that's in Australian dollars. We do have an international drop ship set up for US listeners and other places that might want to get it, so Canada or anything like that, um, so we can get that postage side of things done cheaply. Um, Benny's going to get a shirt turning up here shortly too, mate. I've got the confirmation that yours is in the post, mate, so look out. You will have to see some photos of the, uh, of the shirt on the rig soon. Yeah, I'll have to uh, put it up on the story and people can have a look at it. You sound so thrilled about doing that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we get those shirts, guys and girls. Um, send us an email to uh, alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com and put T-shirt order in that subject line there. Send us the size you want and we'll get that payment set up through PayPal there. And speaking of PayPal, if you want to support the show directly, send us a donation on the PayPal account. Uh, there's in the link in the bio you can go straight to the paypal account and send us whatever amount you would like to support our crappy show here and all the weird things we talk about on the always motor podcast all right enough intro talk let's jump into the show we're gonna go straight into it we missed it last week's show benny um our championship predictions we should have done that last week why didn't we i have no idea but uh i messaged you and said uh we didn't do it so, yeah, we better put it into this one. So, yeah, before it's too late, but we've got one week of uh, evidence. I don't think it's really changed all that much for me, but I was uh, I was calling Tomac um, just based on all of his pure form last year and just every event he seemed to turn up to, he was just killing it. Um, but I've, I've got a comment here that I still like Anderson for some reason. Um, just he had a quiet off season and just looks the part on that Kawasaki ever since he got on it beginning or oh, end of the year before. So yeah, that's me. I'm Tomac. Even, even after that. Even, even after, after A1. That, uh, even face. after A1. That face plant, he got up. So I was like, yeah, sweet. He's good. Yeah. I did hear he yeah, broke nose from that butt. Yeah, I think he got a busted up nose. I saw, uh, saw a little video of him with a bleeding nose last night actually, but um, yeah, I think he said he's fine. Yeah, and nose in the big scheme of things for a motor guy, a nose, broken nose is pretty minor, really. Yeah, yeah. So who have you calling then for the championship? I've gone Tomac. Who are you going to call? Look, it's it's hard to go against Tomac, but are you going to say what AC? I saw? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Come last round, if AC wins this title, I will. Uh, I'll jump around on my story for everyone to see. Um, but uh, <laughs> after what I saw, it's uh, it's hard not to think that Webb might be uh, back into it. It's That was a pr- pretty pretty good ride. And, uh, yeah, you just you never know. You might be back. Yeah, it's – I'm the little – everyone sort of talks about, makes these big predictions after A1 about how th- everybody looked and what's going to happen. And then shit goes sideways at round two and round three. And then by round four, it's finally where you see what's probably more normal across the season. So I don't know if Webb, as much as he was sitting there saying he's got the bike finally sorted, they changed all those parts in the post-press conference. He was talking about the parts they threw at it in the off-season. I don't know. I'm not sold yet. Yeah, no, we'll need to see more. But 
Uh, last year, if he started back, he didn't move forward. There was no, and I know he finished, uh, he finished up there last year in at A one, mm. but yeah, for him to stall the bike uh, on the first few laps and go back to uh, eighth or ninth or whatever it was, and come back to uh, where he finished, that's a big improvement, I think, even just for A one results. But yeah, come. Uh, Come week five, we'll see uh, how the trend goes. Let's play devil's advocate on that one, right? Uh, AP crashed. Um, Malcolm ran off the track and then crashed. Um, Sexton just lost the plot. I don't know what happened to Sexton there, but he just lost the plot. Tomac crashed and then came back through. And Barsha crashed, who was in front of him. And Roxon, well, I don't know really what happened to Roxon there. He was sort of sitting there in the top two, three, and then just disappeared out the back. Um, so I think his movement forward was maybe a little bit easy based on some of those other movements backwards or downwards, I should say, onto the onto the floor. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, yes, Barsha went flying. Uh, he's lucky that wasn't worse than what it could have been. Yeah, definitely. And uh, same, same for Mookie as well. Um, that was a pretty nasty-looking crash, but... Uh, he's only a little bit banged up, I think, which is good to see. But, yeah, at one point I thought, oh, here we go. He's, his win's coming, but it wasn't to be. No, definitely not. But it was – look, yeah, the the, um, the the crashes made, obviously, the things for Webb look a bit better. But I was pretty super impressed that, that's, like, as much as I said, Roxon went backwards there and ended up fifth, it's pretty impressive that Suzuki, with all the crap that they've copped over the last few years – they got a top five. Yes, they did. And I saw uh, a lot of people saying, you know, kickstart Kenny. He's not going to be anywhere up the front. Um, he's going to be rubbish. The bike's too old. It's too slow. And, you know, top five, especially when he hasn't been on it for that long, uh, just shows to where that bike, where, the, you know, the hep guys have got that bike. And um, kickstart Kenny did his did his work and, yeah, got the, got the fifth position. Yeah, I did see. I don't know if you saw it, but on um, I think it's Moto memes. The the meme about um, you know that like Muppet looking thing that's sort of half looking out the side of its head, um, as it's walking past something. I saw that and it said it had the comment of like all the other pro riders that rode the Suzuki that couldn't make it work, looking at Kenny getting fifth on the Suzuki, and I was like, that is so funny. Like that was just right to the point. Just proves that you know sometimes you're complaining about fucking nothing. Yeah, that's right. And I saw another thing too online. I'm not sure where it was. It was either Instagram or Twitter. And it said um, all these team bosses will be back at the truck going, you know, a bike with a Kickstarter got fifth position. What what else are you guys doing? You know, like <laughs> as if to say this this old bike's just beating you all. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of laughs going around about yeah, it. Yeah, but like once on the Kickstart thing, once the bike's running, as long as it doesn't crash and stall, and if you crash, you know, you're screwed anyway. But if if you don't stall it into a corner, once the bike's running, the bike's running. You don't need the button or the Kickstarter. Essentially, the thing's good. You know, so what's the rest of it's all just, you know, the same thing really, isn't it? So it, it's not yeah. really that big of a, dis- a disadvantage as long as you don't crash or stall. No. But if you crash or stall, you already disadvantage yourself anyway. So That's exactly right. Mm. All right. Next part, 
crashes, crashes, crashes. There was people going everywhere. The track was a bit sloppy in sections. Uh, I think that's what led to a lot of these things. But um, I said on the last week's show when we were talking about some of those historical Anaheim 1 injuries that happened in you know qualifying and practice and, and even heat races and stuff there, that ACLs were a common uh, injury at A1 because they hadn't strengthened over the season yet. And hate to be proven right, but... Austin Faulkner just did an ACL on night one at Anaheim one. Yes. And everyone's reaction was just like, Oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> um, that, 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 that poor bloke cannot catch a break. Um, no pun intended because he catches plenty of them, but um, it's pretty disappointing. Um, it's not even for him, you know, that he put his post out saying what was wrong and he's just upset. It's not even disappointed. It's just at this point upset. You do all that work pre-season and you don't even get to the first corner, uh, especially when he was one of the quickest people in um, qualifying and that. You don't even get to the first corner and your season's done. Yeah, and that was really hard I'm to not, not, that Yeah, and not even just Supercross. Like it may even be the start of motocross yet. We don't know. These guys are a bit crazy when it comes to their ACL repair times. We'll but, talk about that in yeah. the emergency department when we bring up the rest of his injuries. But, yeah, that, that, that whole part of the, the fact that he got injured sucked. But, yeah, just the fact that I, I felt kind of bad that I'd made that call about ACLs last week's show and then, sure enough, the one person that got an ACL injury at Anaheim 1 was Austin Faulkner. So, anyway, it wasn't meant to be for yeah. Austin Faulkner in 2023, it seems. But, uh, yeah. Mm. So the other big news this week, uh, Oakland, round two, cancelled. No jet ski race. No, no jet ski race. And uh, I think Logan Carney will be sad about that because he <laughs> hit Sea-Doo up. <laughs> he's, a, he's an opportunistic sort of bloke, isn't he? He is, he is. And uh, they, were, they were all for it. Um, but, yeah, now it's been cancelled and... It's just going to have to wait till uh, I think the mid middle of February. So yeah, they've called it as February eighteen, which was the off week. So makes sense they put it on the off week. It just doesn't make sense about the drive that everybody's going to have to do now between I think it was Tampa to Oakland and then Oakland to Arlington or something like that. I think it was. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a sucky commute there. Yes. Anyway, it, uh, it it's uh, yeah privateers all. Not going to enjoy it, but um, yeah, the pro guys just get to get on a plane and yeah, it won't make any difference. Go there, to them. But, nah. right. but I, I think on that cancelling bit, I found it quite funny early in the week that all the everyone was saying, "Oh no, they've never cancelled a Supercross from weather." Blah blah blah, and I was just sitting here thinking, like in Australia, we've had a few things like that cancel because not necessarily Supercross, but just events cancel, not because the track was maybe completely soaked. But because the area was either flooded or that all the emergency services in that area were, uh, you know, occupied with other public health issues that were occurring in the area because of flooding or extreme weather events. And so then they couldn't actually run the event with the risk of having more people ending up in an emergency department or something like that. So I could see why there'd be a reason to cancel it. And then when they've cancelled it, they're all like, oh, they just couldn't build the track, you know, a bunch of pussies, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's whinging that, you know, the, the, the sport's gone soft. But I think they're missing the point that there's other things that are in play here, not just the fact that they maybe couldn't build a track or that the guys didn't want to ride it or, or that the teams complained about, you know, wearing out parts. I think there's some other 
other things in play that you may maybe the spectators couldn't get to the venue. Maybe maybe the area was completely underwater and they couldn't even get the trucks in the car park. Like there's more at play than just they couldn't get the track or the guys didn't want to ride a wet track. Like that just seems silly that they were all up in arms about it. Yeah, I saw some videos of the amount of water that was flowing down the streets in Oakland because uh, people have been posting them. And, yeah, it's, it, I don't think it's a rider and track problem. I think it's just, like you said, there's too many other things that could be in the way to be able to make the event run smooth and safely. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, but, yeah, the amount of people I said, I saw that said it'll be going ahead no matter what, um, they've never cancelled it, doesn't matter how much rain they get, it'll still happen, uh, all those people are now eating their words and deleting their posts because <laughs> they've been proved wrong. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't uh, some of those posts didn't uh, stand the test of time, did they? So, anyway. The event's been, ca- yeah, the been postponed for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've postponed it. They're moving on. It'll be February 18. It will see Oakland. So the next race we're going to have is the 21st of January. It's going to be San Diego at the new Snapdragon Stadium that replaced old, the old Qualcomm, which I'd been to, and it was a pretty old stadium. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that new one looks like, and we'll have to see. So we'll see it from the TV in 2023 for us here in Australia. But anyway... So the next thing on our list to chat about, and you brought this to my attention this afternoon, there's a bit of a, an odd message that uh, Dean Wilson got, uh, got today, uh, and he's managed to post it up on his Instagram story. You want to fill in the listeners on that one, Benny? Yeah, so there's no context whatsoever. We don't know why this has happened. But so a random follower of his has just out of nowhere messaged him said fuck you i hope you die next time you wreck and i hope your kid dies too now like i said there's no (laughs) it is this there's no context we don't know why he's messaged him like that but it happens way too often uh in australia here you see uh chas mostert in the v8s has uh no social hate hashtag because there's just so much hate and anger towards not just the V8 drivers, but the AFL players, the NRL players, whoever it may be. And it's just ridiculous. It doesn't need to happen. And now for them, you know, people to be just straight up messaging Dino and saying that, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, especially when there's no context to any of it either. Like, why would you just go and say, I hope you die? Like, that's just, like... Ridiculous, and then the other part I saw of that too, like you could see the, you could see the guy's name, and you know you get the profile information sort of underneath it, and it's like he doesn't really post anything, and he's not, he's got bugger all followers, and you're like, yeah, so this is just one of those shitty little whinging accounts that you know maybe isn't even a real person behind the back of it, or it's just a you know burner account, you know, and you're putting up stupid shit. Like, why send that for really? If that's what your life's about, you probably need to go and get a new one yourself. Yeah, that's right. And I can guarantee that the amount of messages he probably got after that, after Dino posted that. I hope so. I um, hope he got inundated. I hope he got smashed. Yeah, he's probably going to wish he never never said a word. And good on Dino for calling him out. It's good. They need to do it. And I hope that – and we're not sure where he's from. Uh, There's no – we don't know if he's – 
from America. It could be from anywhere. anywhere yeah. um, but the, somehow um, there needs to be some kind of authorities that can possibly step in because they do it here. They do it to if you message or say anything at the footy um, or, like I said, message their page, the AFL or the NRL are straight onto it. So um, hopefully something will happen. But like you said, it could just be a random yeah. burner account and they can't trace it, but who knows. See what happens. But, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a dog act there from that whoever that person was that sent that to Dino. But, yeah, hopefully we wish that shit doesn't happen, but it does, unfortunately. So, yeah. Anyway, let's move on from the negativity side of things. But I actually, it did one thing. It reminded me of with Dino doing that. It, it kind of it kind of gave me that instant re- replay of a um one of those Eminem songs about getting put on blast. And Dino put that bloke on blast. I hope he got everybody hitting him up with hate mail back to that that random account. So anyway, moving on. Negatives gone. Pulp MX Fantasy. Oh, maybe the negatives aren't going. Pulp MX Fantasy. How did we go in this week, Penny? In the Always Moto League, how did we go? Oh, mate, we uh, we had a good week. Um, I did beat you. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yes. uh, but but I didn't get top. Uh, I didn't get the top score. So I got a two twenty six, which for the first round's not too bad. But uh, the ninety eight points in the four fifties did not help me at all um but one thing i want to say so there's a guy in our, in our league named um pagey 3181 yeah. now he he got fourth with a 248 yeah. now this is just this, this bloke just talked to me it's the only no one else has messaged me he just asked me how do i play on instagram now he never played before and he was asking me, oh, you know, what do I do? How do I do this? He had the first teams he showed me, he had two lots of all-stars on 250 and 450. And okay. I said, "Yep, you need, you need to not do that. Uh, well, you can, but it's not advisable if you do that. And so he changed his team. And ended up with a 248. So, are you regretting giving uh, him some inside information now? Like, is this like a sore point for you? No, look, I won't because this <laughs> this this legend here, my login wouldn't work. And I was talking to him when the races were about to start, and he said he have my login, and he was the only reason that I got to watch the races because uh, my so, login wouldn't work. So he's, so, he's uh, giving you a cherry, a, you know, olive branch there, and you, so the the score is not so so salty for you now because you got to watch Supercross on his account. So you got to be a bit bit uh, careful on the wording, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, at least at least it shows the always moto. Podcast listeners are uh, a nice bunch there, and um, good on you for helping him out in his time of need with his fantasy league tips. Yeah, uh, good work, Pagey. All right, well, beginners luck there, mate. On on fourth, I will say I'll point out to um, first place currently in our league is LD one hundred seven, which is a a guy I know, Lee. Uh, he's from the UK. I met him in America in twenty thirteen, but um, he conveniently joined our league after Anaheim won, and he had a pretty impressive score, obviously, 270 to take out the win. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on how Lee goes here in next week and see if that was a fluke or not. But, uh, yeah, he's cherry-picked the, the round win from uh, from nowhere. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I've moved from uh, 10th to equal 13th or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, now. we had a few um, late entries. So we were at 99, I think it was, when the when the um, race went off. But we've now up to 103, which is awesome. We cracked the 100 mark, which was the goal. I think we mentioned that on maybe the original podcast, the first podcast you came on and joined us on when we talked the league. I think we said we wanted to get to 100. So we made it. We yeah. did it. We, we, we did it, mate. Yeah, we did. We were on we were on thirty five then, and we got to one hundred and three, and hopefully still counting. So, um, yeah, thank you everyone for joining, and uh, it's just made it that lot hard, that bit harder to um, win now. <laughs> yeah, and so on on that. So the entries for this, if you want to join the league, you can still do so. We're going to have the league open until the end of January. And that's the, the first, or well, it would have been the first four rounds. It'll be the first three rounds of Supercross. And so when that first East Coast round kicks off in the first weekend in February, that's when the league will be closed. So if your mates aren't in the league yet or you, you're listening and you haven't joined the league, you can still do it. The information's on our uh, Instagram. Um, you can join the league. Just jump on, click join the league in the Pulpamex Fantasy Game on their website there. Join Always Moto League. You'll need the password injury in lowercase and you can jump in and join. It's all for free. But what you need to do and what a lot of you haven't done yet is be, to be eligible for our prizes is you've got to send me an email, alwaysmoto2019 at gmail, with your pulp username and your Instagram username so that we can actually send you the prizes if you actually get something and we can actually contact you. And then the other part is you've got to make sure you're following our sponsors of the league who are providing these wonderful prizes for us, which we're going to do. Most of them are going to be as a series overall prize, but we're going to have a few things, and I'm working on something else just today even, for some later random position prizes in some of the rounds towards the end of the season as well. So there's going to be some stuff coming up here. But our sponsors, we'll quickly run through them again. Thanks to Coastal Motorcycle Centre. Goat Brand MX for their uh, knee brace socks that they're going to provide. Thor Motocross Gear Australia and the goggles that they're going to send us for a prize winner. Michelin Australia are going to send us some tubes. Uh, Ringmaster Images have got some uh, special printed gloves that they're going to do for us. And Helltech Australia and that helmet sensor that's going to register those G-forces when you crash. And you can tell if you knocked yourself silly or not. That's going to be hopefully available in time for a series overall prize. They're just working on whether that's going to make it to market in time or not. But all those sponsors there, thank you very much for being on board for this uh, fantasy league for Always Moto. Now, Benny, you got 226. I got 216. I'm salty on 10 points that we missed out on. I did take Faulkner, so I lost out on probably 10 to 20 there, which is rather negative for me. Um, but as much as you said that you had... A pretty good round. I, I would say that both of us had a reasonably shit round. It's just everybody had a shit round at the opener in our league, it seems. Because for us to be UB 13th and, and I'm, uh, what am I, 25th, I find that, you know, pretty lucky that we got as high as we did considering we've now got 103 in here. Yeah, I think everyone had that problem. Um, obviously, the bloke up top got a good score, but and it just Who went not that far away, but... I'm just looking at Lee's score, Lee's thing here now. I'm going to see what team he had here. Hold on a second. What have we got? He had, oh, God, he had pretty much the spot-on team. He had Hunter Yoda, Jet Lawrence, Max Volan, Dylan Walsh for 250s. I don't think he could have got much better in the 250s. And he had Ferrandis, Harland. Of course he had Harland. How would, who, yeah. 
How would you know that that pick's going to make it? No offense to Grant. Grant's a nice guy, and I've spoken to him plenty of times. But how would you pick that and actually get 46 points for it? Cooper Webb and Ken Roxon. So, yeah, okay. The Grant Harlan one takes the cake for me. Yeah, no, he did well. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's taken the risk way too early, I feel like. And like you said, nothing against Grant. But, yeah, he did really well to make the main and uh, picking him paid off for those points. <laughs> I'm going to um, make a couple of little shout-outs here. So a couple of our players from last year and one of the ones that got um, an overall prize in the motocross series, um, Phil Zub, he got sixth overall this weekend for our league, which is pretty good. Um, anyone watching the Super Motocross uh, Insider videos with Weege and Daniel Blair would have seen the Fowler Facts segment with Clinton Fowler. Clinton's in our league. He got ninth overall, which he probably should. He's, it's almost cheating, Clinton, um, with all these stats that he knows to play Fantasy League. What do you reckon, Ben? Uh, he's, he's not, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, he, he usually does pretty well on that side of things. And then the one I want to point out, and I don't know if you'll still hear all this, but uh, uh, 27th, just two spots behind me. It's been a bit of a sore point. Last year, we used to bring up on the uh, podcast pretty often, but uh, Racing for the Sun, which is TJ from uh, Moto X Pod Show. Got you, mate. Got you covered by four points. Suck on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we'll just scroll through the list here. I'll see if I can find anyone else, but that's sort of the main ones that are standing out. Um, oh, Santa Quad from last year. He's down in 47th. Not a good round for you, mate. And who else we got here? And we're scrolling down a bit. Oh, our last season, our last season's overall winner, uh, Digit975, had a shocker. He's in 51st. So hopefully that, uh, what have I got, about 20 points on him. I don't think that's going to last me for the rest of the season. He's probably going to come back over the top of me, uh, even, with, even with, <laughs> with the bad round at the opener. But, um, oh, and look, one of the funny names that I loved, I don't know if you've seen it in, in the league, Benny, but um, one of the guys has uh, called himself A-Ray's Muffler. I was actually just looking at that. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a brilliant name. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's, I love that, mate. That's, that's fantastic. And, and for anyone who doesn't realise, that's a, that's a reference to Pulp MX show and, and A-Ray's uh, Kawasaki mufflers falling off uh, multiple times last year um year before whenever that was that he was on the cowie but uh yeah quite funny so anyway and look a special mention a friend of mine just down the street um sarah bacon she's in 80 seconds she's never played fantasy i was similar to like your story with pagey benny i was giving her some uh inside information on how to pick a team but i obviously didn't give her as good information as you did so sorry sarah yeah no um maybe Maybe you'll need to just get that a little bit better. Oh. Or maybe you told her to go, you know what? She didn't pick Faulkner. That'll be what it was. Oh. That, uh, she, she she stepped away from that and a few others and it's come back to bite her. Yeah, maybe maybe I should have just given her the Always Motor Contractors uh, contact details to do the fantasy tips instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, all good. Oh, and look um, – Kenzie Tricker, um, good female Aussie rider over in the state. She's in 85th, so she didn't have a fantastic round either. But, yeah, look, fantasy, round one, done. Won by uh, Lee, LD107. Well done, buddy. Uh, we'll see how you fare in round two in a, in a week or so. And we'll, we'll have our next show up next week, uh, and we'll go through those you know, tips heading into that round two uh, when we talk about it then. 
But a quick, one more quick mention of the sponsors, Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images and Helltech Australia. Thanks for the support, guys. All right. So who, hey? who did you actually end up having on your team? What was your final team? On oh, my team? Uh, yeah, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We have to go back a screen. Oh, this isn't working quickly. Good radio. Uh, so I, I moved away. I was talking about last time I, I had Mookie on the team as an early all-star for it. I took that off, got rid of that one. I ended up going for Marvin and I hate to say it, but I, I sort of got, um, tricked by his prowess in the qualifying. Shouldn't have went there. He only got 16 points. Um, I did stick with AC. I ended up switching Dino onto the team and I, don't know why I did that. I've decided I'm not going to pick Dino for fantasy much anymore. And I picked Aaron Plessinger. Uh, got me 30 points. Aaron did good. Not as good as I was hoping with that crash that he had, but uh, he got decent points. Stuck with... Uh, I ended up putting Enzo Lopes on. I switched him out from Phil. Sort of ended up being a bit of a wash there. Dylan Walsh. Uh, Derek Kelly. And obviously Austin Faulkner with only four points. So, yeah. If it wasn't for Austin, I probably would have been maybe almost top 10, I reckon. Yeah, you, you would have been close. Yeah, and if I hadn't picked Marv, if I had a stuck, no, if I had a stuck with Malcolm, I would have been worse off. But um, yeah, if I just changed out Austin, yeah, it would have been pretty good. Anyway, where'd, yeah. you, where'd you end up? Did you send up with the same team that you had on, like, was it Thursday when we were recording? Yeah, the only person I changed was Max Dancy because he, he didn't race. Oh, true. Yeah, and, good point. And I and I I rode the Jerry train. I rode it straight into the main event. You did too, and I was giving you shit when you <laughs> didn't make it out of the heat. But he was yeah, you managed to sneak through there, got the win in the LCQ. So yeah, lucky you. Yeah, but yeah, Jet, Derek Kelly, Enzo Lopes, and Jerry stuck with the same two fifty team, and the um, I should have changed Christian Craig after that crash in the whoops in oh, true. practice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even think about it. Um, but yeah, AC, Savaji, Roxon, and Craig was the 450 team. So the only person I switched was ENST because he didn't race. Yeah, so true. to get my 226 with a Thursday team, bar ENST, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think I'm gonna play this one this season with this whole eight is great idea and and not take too many risks on those lower positions. I'm just gonna go for points in the. Uh, in each week and not go for massive scores. So I'm going to try and pick the ones that I know are going to make the the main events. Let's see how that plays out for me. <laughs> yeah, and my score got me in the top 1,700. So, yeah, I'm going to stick to maybe Thursday teams and you can stick to your 80s great and we'll see uh, see how we go. Did you see I um, – I don't know if you saw it. I came up with a with a new, new catchphrase, like obviously 80s great – was it uh seven seven sucks and six is dicks or whatever? But I was like, um, eight from the heats is fantastic. Oh no, was it? Yeah, I think it was eight. Eight from the heats is fantastic. So yeah, because I didn't have to run the LCQ train. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's 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 boring though when you don't have riders in the LCQ. You got to live a little bit. So right, life's uh, stressful enough. I don't need to ride the LCQ train. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> Jerry out front. He uh, he rode. Just beautiful. It just took his time, didn't do anything silly, and um, ended up winning the LCQ. So, 
but yeah, there's a lot of people that had riders that were on the bubble. Um, a Ray got pretty close in the 450 LCQ and just couldn't make it. And I guarantee uh, there was a few people that picked him, but mm. that's just, that's just the game. Yeah. No offense to Jerry. I've spoken to Jerry a couple of times here and there, but um, when I knew he was on your team and he didn't make it out of the heat, I was praying for him not to make it just so I could have a gap on you for points in <laughs> in in the in the round, but it didn't happen. So yeah, well done, Jerry, for making it. But yeah, I was hoping that just for the fact of me beating you in the points in fantasy league, I just didn't want him to make it through. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're leading, and just uh, just have another little dig at you, RM fantasy. Oh, don't bring but, that yeah, up. No, don't bring that up for fuck's sake. <laughs> that was terrible. I, I'm pissed poor at RM fantasy. I don't want to talk about that. All right, we'll stick to pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, look, you can talk about it. What was the score? Uh, I think I got 15 and you maybe got 10, I think. Uh, so it's it's so hard compared to compared to pole. Like you just have to completely guess. And, like, I'm looking at it now. There's people who got the full 133 points that are on offer. Oh, that's just like, how do you, how, how, how do you pick – that fit, like you know, just you got to be so lucky to pick the top and get the wild card as well. Um, I picked AC for the wild card, which was 10th, and it ended up in Savachi. But there, you're gonna have some luck to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I have no idea how the scoring in, in Rocky Mountain Fantasy works, but I didn't pick any of the positions right. Yeah, no, it's hard. I didn't either. <laughs> none of mine. None, 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 none of mine are right. Yeah. So, if if the rider places in the exact spot that you've picked, so first place is twenty six points. So if you pick, oh, so you Eli, to actually, yeah, okay. But if they don't finish there, how does that? Will you get the points that they? You don't get any points at all, or what? No, no. So then, if the rider places within the top five positions and with one within one place of the spot you chose, so say you pick um, Sexton for second and he comes fifth, yeah, he's still within um, five positions, like he's in the top five. And uh, okay, so then no, you get points. Yeah, get he's, points for it. Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so. If you pick him for third and he finishes fourth, you get a point because he's right next to it. Um, and then you get less point. Like, the more it goes down, the less points you get. So, it's yeah, it's a complete different game to poll. Um, but, yeah, another fantasy game that's bloody hard to play. Yeah, well, look, you can bring it up every once in a while, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to suck at it. <laughs> so, we'll see how we go. Let's stick to pulp for now. But, yeah, always made a fantasy league on pulp MX. All right, let's um let's switch out of fantasy talk. It's enough of you beating me for one week. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna jump into Dave's diatribe. This is Dave's diatribe. What's a diatribe? A diatribe is a forceful and bitter attack against someone or something. So keep your head down. You might be next. That's right. You could be next. And geez, I'm gonna go at this one. Who the fuck is Doris? Anybody? Anybody know who the hell is Doris? When when you start the international streaming service for the Supercross and it goes casting and you go to connect, and I never in my life have I seen Doris pop up on my screen. 
to tell me that it's connecting. I had no idea what the hell was going on there. And then, not to mention, I had to see Doris about 20, 30 more times across the day of streaming because the streaming kept cutting the frick out. How shit was that service? Was it as bad for me as it was for you, Benny? Yeah, no, it was, it was terrible. To start with, I hit cast on my computer and I walk out to my TV and there's some random old woman on my TV. That's what I mean. Who the fuck is Doris? I've never casted anything and shit. Like, I've cast stuff all the time and she's never popped up. No, so, it must be an American thing. I don't know. But anyway, that was just, that was bizarre. But the thing that got me, once it's going, you're like, oh, sweet, we're working, you know. And then all of a sudden it just stops. And I'm like, all right, what's going on here? You know, out, in, starts again. Oh, yeah, sweet, we're going. Ten minutes later, cuts out again. So I'm getting the shits by now because I'm trying to take notes on what's happening in qualifying and stuff. And then I'm like, all right, let's try and put the computer, put it on the computer and see if it does it. Oh, yeah, the computer seems to be playing all right. No, it starts cutting out too. So then I go, oh, maybe it's because I don't have power plugged in or maybe I should stream it from, like I should connect it to the computer to the TV. After I find all the cords I need, plug it all in. No. Does it too? What the fuck? Yeah, no, it was horrible. And, it, you know, it wasn't just us. There's a lot of... Uh, we know what Supercross and Motocross fans are like when it comes to our streaming services. Um, the past 12 months have been pretty horrible. Mm, that's putting um, it politely. Mav, yeah. Mav, you know, Mav TV, Flow, whatever you want to call it, um, it's all been horrible. So then for this to... Yeah, be lagging out and playing up like the 250 race. The gate dropped, Faulkner was on the ground, and then I was at lap three. Yeah, so, that's about it. I was trying yeah. to, I was trying to watch the, um, watch the Pierce Brown replay, and it just cuts out. And I'm like, that's the bit I want to see because I want to try and work out what he injured because that's what I'm reporting on. And nothing yeah. for about three minutes. I couldn't get in, and then by the time I get back in, yeah, like you said, you missed like three laps or four laps, and you're like, shit, what happened in that part of the race? You got to watch it again afterwards, and you you end up watching it on YouTube or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it just makes it so hard. And you know, you've got the diehard fans that pay the money, especially us, like we talked about the other week with the costs and everything, and to have the service like that, it's. I just don't understand why it's so hard to get a service that works well and it's, it's fine. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. But, like, I put out a couple of messages on my story as it was all going on and I got a few responses from, from the listeners and, and they were all saying the same stuff. So at least it, I was worried it was just me and I was going to be really spewing if it was just me. But when I, when I heard as many of you having the same problems, it, you know, it felt made me feel a bit better. But it sort of then... I was like, well, who the hell do we complain to? Who do we take this message to and say us international viewers aren't getting the service that we should be? And I, I couldn't figure out who to, who to contact at Feld or, or, you know, the streaming service, Super Motocross, whatever you want to call them. I don't know who to go and attack. And I want to attack somebody about it because I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, for now, it's, it's Doris. It's just going to have to blame Doris. Yeah. It's uh, not not who the who the fuck is Alice that song. Let's just start it as uh, who the fuck is Doris. <laughs> we'll put that up. We'll put us. I'll put a screen up of that on on uh, next week's race, and I'll just have uh, who the fuck is Alice as the playing song on the uh, story. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they picked it, and um, they've got two weeks now, so get on to it. Yeah, we'll see what happens when uh, San Diego rolls around. All right, let's take a quick break here on the Always Motor podcast and we'll be back with the emergency department list.
Hey, this is Brett Metcalf. You're listening to Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, we're back. Let's jump into the emergency department list. The emergency department. All the injuries, all the gory details, and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. You do not want to be on this list, and especially after A1, you really don't want to be on this list because it's probably meaning your season is stuffed. And unfortunately... Austin Faulkner, that is exactly the case. Uh, as we spoke about a little bit earlier, and, and Benny's seen it, and I'm sure most of you out there have seen it, that uh, Instagram update that Austin himself put out of the video of him talking about the injury and the situation, it was pretty hard to watch, eh, Benny? It was uh, very hard to watch, and like I said, it's just it's, he, he's just upset, and I don't blame him. No, he's you emotional know? at that point, eh? You just he cannot catch a break, and you know I, I'm not a massive Faulkner fan, um, but you I, you don't want to see that happen to riders. And I wanted a good, you know, we want everyone healthy, so we have a good uh, series to watch and someone to take it to jet. But yeah, the poor bugger just can't can't get through a season. No, he can't. And look, so that. That injury off the start there, it was kind of funny talking to some people during the first few days after the event about what they thought had happened and they had all these weird theories. But if you watch that replay really, really closely and you've got to look at the replay that is head-on but from the rider's right side, you can actually see his leg before he even starts to crash. He's just clipped McAdoo's back wheel and his right leg tags the ground and flies behind him. And it does it at a tiny bit of an angle, and as it flies back, that is the moment where his ACL and all that damage in his right knee is done. It's not his left. It's not, you know, his femur. It's not his ankle. You know, people were saying his his back because he landed flat on his back or his collarbone or something. None of that stuff mattered at that point. There's, the knee had already gone before he'd even left the bike. And that ended up doing his ACL tear, did a partial tear of his PCL, partial tear of his MCL, um, a tibial plateau fracture, and both medial and lateral meniscus got torn as well. And all of that adds up to, and somebody brought this up to me, actually it was um, Paul from Helltech um, said, oh, you know, could he just brace it and keep riding through? That's only possible for ACL-only injuries because that's one thing is missing and you can put a brace on and work out some strength around it um, and you can go on. But with the fracture, the meniscal tears and the, the combined three of the four major ligaments of the knee being damaged, it's not possible. There'd be way too much swelling. There'd be way too much catching from those meniscus. He's not going to be able to ride through that one at all. And as far as he, as far as we know, he's scheduled for surgery very soon. Uh, and look, with those injuries, any this one's for you, Benny. A general question to the audience, we'll say, but the contractor can answer it. And maybe you might get paid if you get it right. Let's see. Um, how long do you reckon Faulkner's going to be out with this injury? Well, look, it depends, I guess. Um, you got AC and Savaji last year, both did their ACL really close together, and AC missed the whole year, and Savaji missed maybe four, five, six months, whatever it was. But he had a, I think it's cadaver 
uh, ACL, mm. like they repaired with ah. that. Whereas I think, whereas I think AC, uh, AC just let it, you know, he got it fixed, but it was just a straightforward thing. So I don't know if that makes a difference. But it does make a massive on. difference. But so, so you, what do you reckon? Give us a ballpark number. What, what, how many months are we talking? Three, four, five, six, ten, twelve. What do you reckon? I'm going to go six like RJ Hampshire did. RJ Hampshire, was, RJ Hampshire, that year of the COVID year, actually was back on a bike in 10 weeks. Yeah. So, but then he, did he, then he didn't race till. No, he raced at like 13 or 14 weeks. It was ridiculous. Yeah, okay, right. Well, so, yeah, I thought it was six, but yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah, no. So I'll still go six. All right, but. six. Six is the average ACL repair time, right? So if you go six months, that basically puts us to July before he's back on a bike, which means that's after Redbud, before he even starts to ride. And by the time he'd probably get a month into the bike, uh, back on riding, he would be pretty much only two, one to two rounds left of the motocross season. So I can't recall, was it you and I talking about whether we'd qualify for the SMX? Or I think it might have been one of the other listeners was sending me a message about the SMX series and whether he'd still make it to those last three rounds for the playoffs or not. And it's a massive, ooh, I don't think so. Um, so if you listen to the other media sources, they're all like, oh, he's out for Supercross because that's what the press release says, right? The press release from Kawasaki says he's out for the Supercross season, and that's the obvious response. And ACL, he's definitely gone for the next three months. But with the other three things that he's got going on there, the meniscal tears, the other couple of ligament issues, and the fracture, he's going to be a bit of a longer recovery time. And no matter what graft type he uses, whether he does the cadaver, whether he does a hamstring, a patella, a Lars, or some other weird whiz-bang thing that they've come up with, He's going to be at least six months, but I think he's going to be closer to six than less than six before he even touches a bike because of that fracture and because of the meniscal tears. The meniscal tears are going to have to be repaired as well and that all those things delay when you can start your initial rehab, range of movement and um, strengthening activities, which then obviously delay how long it takes before you can do the next stage of the, rep- of the recovery and if he has to then have anything else done, maybe he gets some swelling issues and he has to have it drained. Maybe he has to have something removed from there because of other, the other fractures bigger than they thought. Tibial plateaus, they don't usually have to do too much with. Hopefully it's just a little chip or just a little vertical crack that is into the tibia. But yeah, it's going to be closer to six, maybe even out to seven before we see Austin, which means... I don't think he's going to be making that SMX rounds either, unless there's some sort of weird uh, rule that they're going to implement. Like that's so far to qualify for those SMX rounds, you've got to get top 20 or have a race win. Um, otherwise you've got to qualify through the LCQs each week. If you're only in the top 44 or whatever it is. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to even be able to get him into that for points. If he raid the last two races of motocross or even three, uh, and I doubt he's going to win a round at that point in the year. So I don't know if he's going to make the SMX series at this point in time with this injury. I think the earliest we're going to see him is 2024, unfortunately. Yeah, and it was they were talking about him getting on the 450 too for motocross. And that, um, that he, really he ain't t- going to happen now. 
And they, they hinted at it a few times, but, yeah, that, that'll be out of the question now. Definitely, definitely out of the question. So, yeah, sucks for Austin. Um, I had actually reached out to Austin before the season to have a chat to him about a couple of things from previous injuries. And hopefully in a couple of weeks' time, once all this sort of settles down, I'm hoping we might be able to get in touch with him and get him onto the show. But we'll, we'll wait and see. He's probably in a bad spot for a few months mentally, so he probably won't want to talk to anybody. But we'll see if we can reach out to him and, and, and find out an update on where things are up to. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Also on the list, Pierce Brown. Um, everyone saw that crash at the beginning, beginning of the main after the, uh, the one from um, Austin. Not a good thing for, for Pierce. Uh, the, the funny part for me is all these updates that say I was just banged up. Now, for me, I feel like that's code for I had a little bit of a concussion, but I didn't tell the, uh, the Alpine Star medical crew, so they didn't put me on concussion protocol. But I don't have anything to confirm that. But that's just the way it seems to me because everyone just got banged up. Christian Craig just got banged up when he crashed in the whoops this week. Pierce Brown just got banged up. Wilson Todd, also on the list, just got banged up. But accord, and that's according to Yurev Konsky, his team manager, when I checked in with him. That's all they said. He got banged up. He should be good. He was going to be good for Oakland this weekend, but he'll definitely make San Diego now. But I just hate that term that we throw around in the moto scene that, oh, I was just banged up because I feel like it always relates to covering up a bit of a concussion symptom so they don't end up on a concussion protocol. I don't know what you think, Benny, but that's, that's just sort of my opinion on where this is at this stage with that banged up comment. Yeah, I think they have to hide it. Um, well, they try and hide it the best they can because, yeah, they don't want to miss the next week and go on that protocol. Um, you know, sometimes it might not be that, but, yeah, there's a lot of times where they just the way they land and you think, yeah, surely they've had a, a knock to the head and, you know, like I said, we don't know, but we can only guess. Yeah, and let's let's speculate some more at this point about those concussions or you know non concussions. Malcolm Stewart, what do you reckon when he stood up there and was uh, talking to that uh, that medical guy as he was trying to get back on the bike? What do you reckon was going on there? Yeah, I think he was seeing stars. Um, he had to have been surely. And then I don't know. Did he he held on to that bloke and nearly knocked the both of them over? That was interesting. Eh? <laughs> he was trying to get rid of him, and then they both sort of went to fall and. Somehow didn't, and Jesus, that was a bit of a weird situation there. Yeah, and then he just then you know went straight back to the bike, and they were still trying to not let him go, um, but he was he was having none of it, and he got back on and you know finished sixteenth. But what could have been? Mm. What could have been? But again, just banged up was the comment on his Instagram, and I feel like that's a massive just. I'm just avoiding the concussion protocol, but I don't have anything to confirm that. I'm just speculating on it, but that's just the way I feel when I watch these things. I usually know what the injury is when I'm watching the crash. If I get a decent you know, view of it from the, from the TV, I can usually tell you what it is straight away. And I'm just feeling that these are all just cover-ups at this point, which is unfortunate. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, interesting one for the weekend was Kyle Chisholm. Anyone who picked him, in fantasy, probably wish they didn't. He basically lost all his bodily fluids out his bum through the week and through the day. He was on the toilet for most of the weekend by the sounds of it. So hopefully he's recovered from whatever he got, food poisoning or whatever it was that caused him to be sick. That was a bit of an unfortunate situation, but um, he wasn't too chop. <clears throat> Benny Bloss, he's been cleared as well. He was um, 
he sent a very interesting, I don't know if you saw it, Ben, but um, he was uh, in a hospital bed that was rather short for him. His legs were about a foot over the end of the hospital bed, and that's what made me contact him earlier in the week. Yeah, he's a big, uh, he's like a giraffe. He just, oh, geez, I'd be surprised if he could even get a normal made bed that, to fit. He might have to get a custom one just for his house. He probably does. I, I actually asked him when I saw that photo, I said, Jesus, Benny, how tall are you? And he goes, 6'4". He's six four. Yeah, that's ridiculous, especially to ride. That's a that's a lot of uh, a lot of human falling on the ground. It is, and yeah, he had a he had a crash unfortunately and uh, tweaked his neck and and you know some other areas. But he all his scans came back clear, um, so he's doing okay, which is great to hear. Um, he said that he probably need a few weeks off. But uh, with obviously this week for Oakland missing out, he might actually make the next round at San Diego at this stage. We'll have to see how he feels. So that's pretty good good timing for him in that side of things. Uh, the other one that was in hospital um, messaging me on, on uh, very late his time Saturday night. It was Sunday morning my time or Sunday afternoon my time. Uh, David Pulley crashed out in qualifying, broke a sternum, fractured upper ribs, was still waiting on an MRI for his knee. Um, potential ligament issues there, but they're monitoring him for a day or so in hospital just to make sure that he didn't puncture a lung because that can be sometimes a life-threatening issue if it is. But he seems to be all good. He's just waiting on that knee uh, scan, so hopefully he's okay. One you'll hear coming up here on the our interview this week for for, um, for our updates for our injured riders, and I've been saying this wrong, I think, in the, in the interview so far, but it's uh, Luis Macias. Um, I'm not very good. My Aussie accent doesn't work too well on a Spanish pronunciation, Benny. I, I, I don't know if you have that problem, but I, I seem to be struggling with Luis. I probably wouldn't even try, to be honest. Well, so might, I'll leave that for might, you. Might be safer. Yeah, let's move on. But but Luis is uh, doing all right. He uh, broke some ribs as well and also um, lacerated a lung and ended up with a pneumothorax. But he's been out of the hospital. He's just, as you'll hear, he's uh, blowing into the tube to keep the little ball up in the air. So that's... Uh, is fun for the next few weeks, but he's probably going to be not back for about six or so weeks with those broken broken ribs. Another one from qualifying was uh, McClellan Hall. Um, he got a concussion and some bruised lungs. The lungs seem to get a copping, a br- br- brutal uh, bashing for a lot of these guys this week. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's out for a little while. We heard on one of the other shows, I think it might have been on Pulp that I was listening to, that Vince Fries was spotted in, at A1. Um, in a moon boot, um, protecting an Achilles issue. Now, just some on that note, everyone probably doesn't realize, but if you're in a moon boot for an Achilles issue, it's not necessarily a tear at that point. You're not usually walking around. If it's a tear that's happened recently, like a full tear, um, you'd be on crutches after surgery and be out for, you know, nine to 12 months. So for him to be walking around at this point, we only heard about him with a potential injury a few weeks ago. It's probably only either a minor tear or a tendinopathy issue, which is completely different. Um, the tendon's all still intact. It's just having an irritation issue that is from incorrect loading um, and can be worked out just from rehab in the gym. So there's potential that he'll be back. Potentially, if everything goes well with his rehab, maybe he'll be on the East Coast. We'll have to wait and see how it all plays out for him. And then the other one that was on um, Pulp this week that was a bit of an interesting one to hear um, and the reason behind the Seven Deuce Deuce not being on track this weekend and actually retiring was that an old injury from a couple of years ago, a a vagus nerve injury that he compressed 
uh, at Orlando, he said, was still giving him issues a few years later uh, and has actually led to him retiring. And it's interesting because those nerve injuries actually take up to two years for them to fully repair. The nerve regenerates itself, Benny. It can actually heal itself over time, but it only does it at a millimeter at a time. And if you think about the length of a nerve in your body, if you think about the one that goes to your fingertip or something, it goes from your neck all the way down your arm to your fingertip. But that regeneration process has to go that whole length, one millimeter at a time to the fingertip and back to the start origin point at the neck again. So that's why it can take sort of two or so years for a nerve to fully repair. But if you get to that point where it's two, two and a half years and you still have symptoms, that's unfortunately never going to go away. That's what that nerve's new normal becomes. So that's probably sounds about where Adam Seven Deuce Deuce has got to in his recovery and he's decided it's just better for him not to. And unfortunately that nerve is actually part of um, some other processes there in the center of the body because it's under your, under your collarbone uh, and it can actually impact some things like your heart, your lung and your, and your vocal cords. And for, for Adam Antignap, that's a bit important. If uh, anyone's heard his uh, music, he might actually want to sing later in life. So, yeah, a bit of an interesting injury there for uh, Seven Deuce Deuce. What do you say, Benny? Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. Um, he's, you know, massive fan favourite. Um, everyone loves him, and I think that also goes back to, like you said, his singing um, helps with that. But these, you know, these guys put their lives on the line for us and their bodies on the line week in, week out, and this is what happens. And, yeah, like I said, it's disappointing to see, but, you know, he's got to now live with that for the rest of his life. Um, and, like you said, if it's not getting back to normal now, and then it may not, um, he's still got plenty plenty of life left to live, and that's going to be pretty annoying, I think. And um, he's pretty bummed about having to retire. So, yeah, yeah it was a bit upset about that. You could Yeah, having to make that decision when you really don't want to, um, yeah, it's it's not a good thing. No, it sucks at that point, yeah. When you're not ready to finish but you're forced into it, yeah, it's it's got to suck pretty bad. So, yeah, but that's – I thought it was worth talking about Adam's injury there because they only sort of briefly touched on it and and um, I don't think – some of the – like the reason we do this podcast is because I don't feel that some of the other media sources can actually speak on some of those injuries the way that, that I have that, that little, you know, background being a physio. So I thought it might be nice for some of you out there to hear a little bit more about – that particular injury and, and why he might not actually be on the line anymore. So, yeah, he's um, retired. He's moving on. He's doing commentating for Monster Jam, of all things, Ben. Yeah, it's it's good. He um, Good for him to still be doing something around motorsport. Um, and he's – I can he, – being a commentator, um, him and his brother, his brother does a good job. Um, so I can't see why he won't um, excel at doing that. Yeah, I, I just I don't. You've you've probably heard him talking and stuff as well on different interviews, but I just pictured like a, one of the monster trucks rolling over and and the and seven dudes just, just being like, bro, you know, like at the top of his lungs, like that's all I could hear for the whole thing, eh? Like you know, it'd be pretty, uh, just be a lot of bros and 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 stuff like that going through the commentary. But anyway, he'll probably have a good time. Yeah, just completely losing his mind. But uh, in saying that, I'm going to have to try and uh, watch a bit more Monster Jam now just to see how he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, we wish him well in, in that side of things. And 
Hopefully we hear some new new music from him too because uh, I quite like some of his uh, some of his music things that he's done, especially especially the more recent country songs that he's done, which was interesting considering he started out mostly doing rap. So yeah, it was, it's pretty pretty good stuff that he puts out. Yeah, I've I've heard the uh, the rap stuff, but I might have to uh, look into those country songs because um, yeah, I haven't heard them. But he was talking about bringing some more out, hopefully. So um, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. No, check, check, definitely check out the country songs. I, I quite like them, so they're pretty good. It's um, but that's the list. That's the emergency department list from A one. Plenty of people joined it. Unfortunately, we'll probably have some more information about some of the other things over the next week or so. Seeing as we've got a bit more time before the next round, um, and we'll be talking to a few other people next week. So we'll hopefully have some more interviews to bring to you on the Always Motor podcast, but we're going to take a break now. We're going to come back with that interview that we spoke about for Luis Macias, uh, and he'll be talking about that injury we just spoke about with those ribs, lung, and the pneumothorax. So stick around, guys and girls. We'll be back shortly. Hey, guys. This is Grant Harlan, and this is the Always Moto podcast. All right, joining us this week on the Always Moto podcast, uh, we've had A1 kick off. Unfortunately, we had a few people join the injury list already. One such rider that's already jumped onto that list, unfortunately, uh, and is joining us now on the podcast. He rides for the Privateer Paddock. Uh, it's Lewis Macias. He's number 259. Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate having me on here. Yeah, no, look, it's always a, it's a terrible time that I get to try and reach out to you guys, but I appreciate that you make time to to talk to us and let us know what's happened and, you know, obviously talk through all the, the shitty things that you get to do when you end up in the uh, emergency rooms and whatnot. So, no, I appreciate you having us uh, having some time for us today, mate. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it. So how how are things going generally? Obviously, you're on the injury list. We we had a, a, a couple of broken ribs, lacerated lung, and a pneumothorax on Saturday night at Anaheim there. How are we feeling at the moment? We're a few days, what are we, five days or so, four days or so past that? How, how are we feeling? Uh, no, I'm feeling good. Um, slowly able to uh, get out of bed comfortably. <laughs> That's always helpful. Um, yeah. Um, it's still a struggle to breathe sometimes, um, you know, just slowly uh, taking deep breath, uh, deep breaths and stuff like that as a exercise, you know, for my lungs. Yep. And, you know, just trying to slowly, you know, get walking in, you know, on my days, you know, my days I'm just relaxing, just trying to walk, maybe go on the stationary bike and, uh, you know, put, put a you. <laughs> Put a few minutes on there, uh, <laughs> see how that feels. So how? So the lung itself, like with the pneumothorax side of things, and for the listeners, that's when a um, when the lung essentially collapses because there's some air escaping between the lung yeah. and the chest wall. Did you have to get like a chest tube or anything input in there to to get it to the lung to reinflate, or or did that sort of happen on its own? And and how? Where did you get to with that side of things? Uh, so when I was in uh, the hospital, they did a few uh, scans and stuff, and luckily they didn't have to do any of that. Oh, nice. And I was fortunate, and you know I was praying, praying that they wouldn't, you know, have to, you know, go to that. And uh, yeah, it, you know, thankfully didn't have to go to that extent, and I'm feeling great. So are you then are you doing the old blow into the tube and keep the ball up at a certain height? Have they got you doing <laughs> that as well? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> well, actually, I should say it blows, but you I, know. <laughs> it's 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 hard. Um, you know, it looks a little goofy. You know, trying to keep it in the center and try to go as high as you can, but it's um, you know, it's helping me. It's hey, I'll do whatever it takes to help me get better. Yeah, that's it. Eh? At this point, you just want to make it all go back to to where it was before the incident, so you can be uh, you know fit and healthy again. So yeah, you just got to got to persevere exactly. with some of these weird exercises that they give you at times. Right. So what? Let's talk through the crash. If you're, you're okay about reliving it, um, what happened? No, when no, was no. it? You know, where it was in qualifying, wasn't it, or in practice? I, sorry, I should yeah. say. No, this this or yeah, this happened in uh, qualifying. Uh, the first session of qualifying, I'd say, first or second lap of qualifying. Um, you know, the track was absolutely brutal. I, I've never ridden anything like this. Um, and it was right after the start where the um i say where pierce exactly where pierce brown went down oh yeah that um, that, that rhythm section that, into the left hand yeah. ball turn yeah that on off and into a single to that berm yep um i did i pretty much did exactly what he did i did the on off and it seemed like my bike just i don't know what happened and i clipped the my rear tire clipped the landing and kind of flew me forward yep and i wasn't anticipating that and i think the bike just you know bottomed out and i wasn't ready for that initial uh hit and it just pretty much catapulted me into the berm and then the bike just came back and landed on me yeah so the bike chased you into the corner basically yeah and squashed you yeah okay yeah not not pleasant when that uh you know couple of oh, I say kilos you you'd say pounds but you know that is about a hundred kilos or so punching you into the ground doesn't usually work out too well for the body. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't feel the bike hit me. Uh, this was just based off of the video I've been seeing on like YouTube and oh, all yeah. the other videos that people sent me. Um, but yeah, I was just like. I was surprised I didn't even get to feel that. It was mostly the, the initial impact when I first hit the ground. Yeah. What okay. I felt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see that video then. If, if you've got some footage of it, we might put, pop that up in the, um, in the show notes or something as, as a link too. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be, be cool to, for, the, for the viewers to see how this one happened. But, yeah, yeah. so, so you didn't, didn't make, make it too far. Like you've, you've, you're saying like you haven't ridden a track like this before, but um, you've done a few of the futures last year, wasn't it? And so obviously this is probably the yes, first time that it's been really trashed in terms of weather and, and a lot more guys on there as well. So the track was just a bit more rougher than you'd probably been, been experienced before, yeah? Right. Uh, it was, I'd say the closest to this was uh, when I did futures, it was Anaheim 2. And for some reason... They put the Futures Riders, the very first practice before the C group. And the track was pretty much, it was super sloppy. And, you know, we wanted to keep our bikes at least somewhat presentable. And, you know, <laughs> it was just dark. Uh, the bikes looked horrible right after that. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, mud doesn't help you in a Supercross situation at all <laughs> anyway. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So... Well, yeah. so where's what's the plan then for yourself with the injury? Um, did they give you a time frame? Did they give you certain things you got to be able to do before you could return to sort of you know even gym training or, or cycling? What's what's the plan here? Have they given you much information? Um, I'd say around six weeks. Um, 
just because I got the, the uh, lacerated lung and then my ribs. Um, so I guess it, as long as I don't do anything um, to uh, extend that, I, it should be around six weeks yeah. where I can start thinking about um, lifting, you know, lifting anything, uh, doing any intense uh, training. Um, uh, in writing, I, I don't have a time frame for that, um, unfortunately. But yeah, I'd say around six weeks. So were you originally planning to do all of the West Coast rounds or were you just planning on doing a handful? What was in the schedule for yourself at this point? Uh, my plan was to do the um, every West Coast round. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, it looks like I'm out of it now. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe. I was just looking at the schedule. The reason yeah. I asked that was like if you're planning to do all of them, Six weeks sort of puts you into the middle of the um, that East Coast run, and then yeah. you'd still have sort of maybe two or so weeks to have some time on the bike, and maybe make it back to like the Seattle and then the Glendale rounds in end of March and the first yeah. weekend in April. But obviously, that might be a little bit tight. Just have to see how it all works out, I guess. Yeah, I was talking to um, Lucky Foster, and he he the uh, guy for uh, Just One Racing, and he's. He was saying, he's like, whenever I start feeling better and it's time for me to come back, you know, possibly hop in some East Coast rounds. Yeah, you could do that too because you haven't actually, like, you're only, only um, not eligible for those if you've um, scored points or whatever, isn't it? So, yeah, you could potentially do that too. Uh, yeah. Um, so, it, it's kind of up in the air right now, um, depending on how everything is going uh, with my health. But, you know, if I'm there, you know, I'll, I'll hop into it. Yeah, know? look, I guess it, I guess the main thing is you get you get healthy, see when that lands, and then, yeah, pick a race that's um, nearest to, in the calendar and go for it, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, either way, I'm excited, you know. You know, I was super excited for West Coast, and it was my, my rookie season, and I felt like I had a lot um, to show. Uh, just unfortunate that it, you know, kind of had to end early. Um, you know, it was a unfortunate situation, but um, you know, time to leave that in the past and you know, move on. Yeah, definitely. So, are you planning on doing outdoors as well later in the year? Uh, right now, I'm just the plan is just super cross right now. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, because I actually, because uh, I got school as well um, that I'm doing, and that kind of lands, actually landed on top of uh, Supercross as well. So I had to do Supercross and postpone school for a little bit. Um, so I go back next year and uh, kind of when the motocross season starts. Oh, okay, sure. So, well, that's... That's actually really nice to hear that somebody's still trying to get the schooling done as well as doing some racing. So that's, um, yeah, well done yeah. to yourself, but that must be pretty time yeah. heavy at some points for you. Yeah. The, uh, the medical field isn't, uh, thankfully, uh, this one is, uh, pretty lenient with, uh, my, uh, racing and stuff. They understand my situation Yeah, and uh, I'm thankful for that. Is there a particular thing you're doing at school that you're trying to work towards? Like, a, is it a particular course or is it just a general? Yeah. 
uh, it's orthopedic technology. Oh, so, wow. Um, yeah, like cool. Casting and stuff like that. Um, that's what my father does. And, uh, you know, he's been training me for a little bit, you yep. know, I'm getting better and better. Um, so that's what I've been doing. That's racing in school. It's funny, funny that like obviously I'm a physio as well. So that that little bit of knowledge that you'll gain from that will actually unfortunately help you when you when you bang yourself up next time you crash on the bike oh, and yeah. stuff. So it's interesting to yeah. learn that because you start to understand the things you might have had in the past too. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's a cool journey to be on. You know, being one of the only guys to you know be in school and doing this. Um, it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's, I have much respect for you for doing it. Like it's going to help you in the long run, be qualified in something useful as well as doing, having the experience of the life experience of trying to get to the races and stuff like that and organize sponsors and all those sorts of things, because that will help you in your professional life later on. So then it's, it's, um, it's a good thing to be doing. And yeah, if you can make the time to to do both at the same time, why not? It'll just get you that step forward a little bit sooner. I 100% agree, you know, it's going to help me in the long run. Of course. So, so who's, is there anybody else before we jump off this interview here that is, is helping you along the way other than the privateer paddock? And I think you mentioned just one there as well. Is there anybody else you'd like to thank before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, yeah. Um, actually quite a bit. Um, Go for it, so man. The platform's yours. Too. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, all right, thanks. I'd like to thank Somnium Racing, DRT Racing Incorporated, uh, Motul, uh, the Law Tigers in San Diego. You know, they're great. Cardo Systems, uh, Pro Circuit, Aturbis, and uh, Aqua Hydrate. You know, they keeping me hydrated this whole time, you know, with my recovery. Uh, uh, JMC Motorsports and um, the real home of the uh, Hustle. Uh, they got their little coffee. Um uh i cussing isn't really my thing but um you know it's get it's oh, get I know. done yeah i know yeah. them i've been in, i've spoken yeah. to them a little bit on the side for a couple of things but yeah i i know yeah. i'll say it for you it's get shit done coffee so <laughs> there you go there you go I, I you know it's i don't know why but it's always been a thing with my family you know i always get punished if i uh start cursing so i'm just it's in habit now it's not a bad habit to have, mate. I, I, I let a few too many slip and I wish I could hold them in a bit more often. Yeah. But yeah, if you can do it, keep, keep, that, keep that habit going. It'll, it'll be a nice thing for you yeah. later too. <laughs> no, I get you. So is that the list for yeah, you there? That's, that's it. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we appreciate you having some time for us and, and hope the recovery continues to go well. And hopefully we see you in about say eight weeks i reckon back on track whether it's an east coast round whether it's that west coast seattle round or something but hopefully we see you on track and hopefully you make it past the qualifying sessions next time around mate oh yeah definitely definitely all right well thanks for joining us on the always moto podcast oh thank you appreciate it take care this is Derek kelly and you're listening to the always moto podcast all right, guys and girls, we are back. Last part of the show this week for the Always Moto podcast. Good interview there with Luis. Uh, and thanks to the contractor who's still waiting on his paycheck uh, to be coming on to do a lot more of the show this week with us here on the Always Moto podcast. Thanks for listening, guys and girls. Don't forget to send us those T-shirt orders to our email, alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. 
Soon we will have a website set up. We are getting an alwaysmoto.com. Yes, people, you heard it here first. We're getting a website. It's coming. We'll be able to order the T-shirts through that. But for now, send me that email uh, and I'll let you know when that website is up and running. We're going to have our own moto content and our own moto feed. It'll be fantastic. Follow us on social media for up-to-date info on all things injury and moto. Search Always Moto and then follow and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed. And if your app allows, please leave us a rating. It will be much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our written content over on fullnoise.com.au. Shout out to those guys over there. Appreciate their support and for having the Always Moto podcast in their articles that we pop up there as well. Um, And soon, like I said, soon, alwaysmoto.com. It's coming, people. But that's it for another show. Thanks to Polar Australia. Thanks to Slantboard Guy for all the support they give the show. Remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick. See you later, guys and girls. Until next week.